You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In cities across America, organizations like Detroit's Downtown Development Authority are under suspicion of catering to developers and big-moneyed interests over the interests of the people who live in neighborhoods, for instance, in those cities. Is, is that true, and is there a better way for Detroit or other cities to handle these situations? Could we just say... Let's set aside some of this money to directly benefit neighborhoods and low-income residents and not sort of funnel it through these big development projects. Joining us now to talk about the bigger picture with regard to development authorities is David Dudley, who is the interim editor at City Lab. David, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you very much. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah, I, I I don't know how long how closely you have been following what we've been talking about here in Detroit for uh, several months, which uh, which involves yet another stadium project, uh, the, our third in our uh, downtown area, and now uh, a fourth team, uh, the Detroit Pistons, who play in Auburn Hills, a suburb not too far from here, uh, who say they're going to move back downtown. All of these things are done through DDAs, and all of those DDA deals involve subsidies, tax subsidies, some, some way that the people who live here in the city or work here in the city are helping to pay for these things. This is not an uncommon narrative in cities. Give us an idea, though, of how unusual uh, our argument about this, uh, which which has sort of reached a fever pitch in the last seven days, uh, is uh, compared to, to, to what other cities are doing. Are other cities also sort of uh, thinking about the role that these DDAs play? Yeah, they they certainly are. As as you uh, correctly know, this is a very kind of a a familiar narrative, uh, and it has been uh, in American cities. I think really uh, since the 1970s and 80s, when these quasi-public uh, development uh, entities really sort of uh, kind of stretched their muscles. Uh-huh. Um, we did a we did a piece recently by a. a, a, a uh, architect and a planner in Baltimore named Klaus Philipson, who is uh, uh, someone I've worked with before, who knows a lot about kind of working directly with uh, quasi-public uh, development organizations like this. And uh, it was fascinating to me when I was editing it because he really kind of reached back into the history and, and talked about how really these these organizations had their roots in the progressive era. These were, these were uh, uh, of course, the granddaddy being sort of the port authority in, uh, in New York City. And they were originally designed uh, to sort of get around the fact that local government could be kind of corrupt and uh, machine politics was sort of fundamentally not serving the public interest. Uh, so they were a way for, for uh, kind of a more rational and a more kind of uh, progressive way to get uh, essential infrastructure funded. Mm-hmm. Uh, popular in the New Deal uh, era uh, and uh, Roosevelt era and so forth. And it really is sort of a modern kind of transmogrification where they became known as sort of these sort of um, ways to uh, kind of funnel public money into private developers' hands and doing it in ways that aren't necessarily uh, transparent or are tra- not necessarily accountable. Uh, and and cr- this kind of modern criticism that you're seeing uh, in Detroit is something that I think a lot of cities have different variations on. Yeah. And uh, you're seeing a lot of people saying, wait, wait a minute. Uh, we, we know, uh, you know, we tried this in the 70s. We tried this in the 80s. We, we, we built all these magnificent downtown amenities and, and very little of that 
economic activity spilled over into the nearby residents. Right. And uh, there's got to be a better way to do this. So, so who is doing it better? If, is, is anyone sort of rethinking this model in a way that is uh, interesting or perhaps uh, informative for, for this discussion in a place like Detroit? You know, one of the things that, that seems to be interesting in Detroit is, is this issue of transparency and the idea of, 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 of these, these, you know, this, this organization needs to be more accountable to the yes. people. You should have public meetings. That is a pretty rare thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so that it's possible that you guys are on the, on the cutting edge of this. Uh, there was a lot of, of uh, criticism of uh, Cincinnati's uh, development uh, entity, uh, recently. Uh, so there's been some uh, reform energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in Baltimore where we have the Baltimore Development Corporation. Yes, I'm one of this, very familiar the, uh, with that. I lived in Baltimore for a long time. <laughs> there you go. So you know uh, it had a very key role in what was uh, what was sort of the great Baltimore renaissance of the, of the 80s. Sure. Uh, which is when the Inner Harbor opened and uh, we have our own kind of pair of, of marquee stadiums. Um, and in, in many ways, those, uh, those projects were considered successes, but uh, certainly recently, uh, Baltimore has become more aware of just how limited those successes were. And uh, when we see uh, uh, some of the new projects that are being contemplated on the waterfront here in Baltimore, there's been a lot more uh, aggressive pushback yeah. and a lot of demands about about guaranteeing a certain amount of, of investment in nearby neighborhoods and uh, a certain number of jobs uh, for, for sort of regular people. Right. Right. Uh, so it's, I think every city has their own kind of version of this, of this drama uh, because uh, you're dealing with a, a lot of kind of, um, you know, decades of people getting used to the, the, this kind of quasi-public kind of mechanism. Right. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is David Dudley. He's the interim editor, editor at City Lab. We're talking about downtown development authorities uh, like the one we have here in Detroit that's negotiating the deal with the Detroit Pistons to come back from Auburn Hills into downtown Detroit. Uh, a lot of criticism of that deal, of the structure of that deal, the way it has taken place, the transparency that hasn't attached to the process. Uh, how common is that around the country? And are there ways that cities can think differently about development? Are there more direct ways to benefit people who live in neighborhoods, for instance, here in the city of Detroit uh, with tax dollars. You want to join the conversation, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work your comments into the conversation. Haley on Twitter says, this is the moment we decide what kind of city we want to be Without a CBA, a community benefits agreement, we miss the chance to share and grow wealth in crucial ways. Mark on Facebook says, tax money for sports teams has always been incredibly stupid. But the time for this discussion was before they broke ground. Of course, we are having this discussion now about the Pistons joining the Red Wings in the new arena. It's the Red Wings owners, uh, the Illich family, who brokered the deal to build the stadium in the first place. That was a deal that most people in the city were quite critical of, uh, even though it it went through. Anyway, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Jim in Detroit. Welcome to Detroit Today. 
Thank you, yeah. uh, Mr. Henderson, for taking my call. Sure, go ahead. Um, the comment that I'd like to make is that what big cities have done for many years and what many people recognize is the, the struggle to invite uh, investments into a downtown area and how that can benefit a city. However, the issue that we're all faced with here uh, is an outward flow of uh, the majority of the funds um, to people who already have extraordinary resources. And uh, regarding the issue of transparency, uh, this this entire uh, scenario that's been played out, they began and began for decades, is a, a different version of trickle-down economics, <laughs> which has failed in every arena it's ever been tried in, in terms of providing benefits to the middle class, the working class people of any uh, country or city. Right, right. If we are going to ask for more transparency from um, investors or sports entrepreneurs, then there should be some quid pro quo. They should be able to say um, or commit to uh, a payback of the subsidies that might go to something directly to help the people. Uh, for instance, it could go to the water department pay for the vast number of people who do not have access to water because of, of the, the current problems we're having. Okay. Or it could go to uh, promoting transit in Detroit and making the queue line nothing more than a pretty version of, you know, the people mover. Yeah. There are lots of things that those big corporations and those big money people could contribute back to the city directly as a part of the negotiations. But they would have to commit to the transparency of allowing the city, at least, to see their profit margins and to be able to take part of that right. profit back right. since all the money seems to be going directly to them and nothing's going back to us. Yeah, Jim, th th that's a really, really interesting uh, 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 point that you're making there, and and I appreciate your calling and make it. And I want to give David Dudley a chance to respond to that. That 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 seems to lay out, first of all, the fundamental drawback of these kinds of uh, situations, but also maybe a roadmap to to thinking of it really differently, that that if you get away from the idea that eventually these kinds of developments will, will as Jim says, trickle down into neighborhoods, uh, there may be a way to preserve uh, the current infrastructure, uh, but, but make it a little more transparent and a little more directly beneficial to people in, in other parts of, of the city. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The, the, the other thing that it sort of um, – uh, kind of uh, the the political context of of these kinds of issues is that these are uh, these are public private partnerships fundamentally and and which is a term we've been hearing a lot of lately uh, since uh, since the presidential election because uh, that 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 term has kind of come back in vogue uh, the idea that sort of there are market driven solutions that can kind of leverage private investment for, for the public good is something that's very uh, very popular uh, uh, in terms of uh, talking about it. The, the, the challenge is, of course, is that often the market isn't really that interested in building uh, new water infrastructure, or new sewers, right. uh, and, and uh, the kind of projects that do uh, get funded uh, are, are uh, toll roads or they are, you know, new football stadiums. Uh, uh, and it's, 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 uh, a fundamental kind of uh, challenge in terms of getting uh, a public-private partnership together that actually does do kind of baseline fundamental stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, this issue of transparency is one that's, that's really kind of essential in the mm -hmm. sense that if you could 
if you could make the uh, the governance of these these sort of semi public semi private entities uh, genuinely accountable, and whether you could you know you could vote them out, uh, you whether what you know they they could be under some form of, of, of oversight, yeah. uh, and then you might see their interest in certain kind of projects uh, change a little bit. Right. Right. Okay, David Dudley, interim editor of City Lab. Thank you very much for joining us on Detroit Today. Sure. Thank you very much. Good luck. Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, that's the conversation we will continue to follow here on Detroit Today. What happens with the Detroit Pistons? What happens with our DDA? Do we get any changes? Right up next, we're going to talk about a new show on PBS that uses family photo albums to tell larger personal and historical stories, and they're doing it right here in Detroit. Stay with us on Detroit Today.